morning, everybody. Welcome to Community Matters. Happy Sunday to you. Live in the studio, I am here with the president of the Miami-Dade branch of the NAACP, Mr. Reuben Roberts. Good morning, Reuben. Good morning, Cindy. How are you feeling on this Sunday? I'm blessed and highly favored. Yes, indeedy. We got a lot of things to talk about. I love when this is, I think, maybe your second time coming to the Community Matters show. Yeah, second or maybe or third, third. Time. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. So I want to fill in all the listeners. Let's, because when, maybe I'm speaking ignorantly on my own part, but when I think NAACP, I think of like the 60s and Martin Luther King and the NAACP being the voice of that era of mm-hmm. like when we had no voice. Right. So now currently it's 2019, almost headed to 2020. What exactly is the NAACP and what do they do? Well, let's just first briefly, what is the NAACP? The NAACP is the uh, oldest civil rights uh, institution in the United States. Yes. Uh, it was established in 1909 mm. and the primary focus was to really uh, advocate for civil rights, justice and social justice uh, for people of color. And so we've been around since that long, 110 years, if you will. Uh, the Miami-Dade branch has been around. Uh, this uh, current branch has been around for 31 years. Although Congratulations had, on that. 31 years of service. That's well, we, a lot of service. Yeah, we've had other branches <laughs> before, but mm-hmm. yes, but we thank you for that. Congratulations. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, when the NAACP was started, I'm not sure if you have this information or not, but who was who was it that started it? Was it like normal citizens that just got together and were like, you know what, we need to be a voice? Or was it like people in law? Like, well, back then, like who exactly started the NAACP? So was two, it residents? Or? Two very prominent um, um, black people uh, were involved in, in, in several Jewish uh, men and women and white mm. men and women uh, were involved. So Ida B. Wells and uh, W.E.B. Du Bois. Oh, so, okay. Who is of Haitian ancestry. Hello. You know? So, uh, yeah, they started because of this, the all of the injustices that were happening with black folks uh, and people of color at that mm-hmm. time. And they felt that they needed a voice to have some advocacy for them. Perfect. So that's, yeah, that's the history of it. Okay. So now in 2020, well, I'm, I'm putting it at 2020 because we're already in September. We're right. in the fall. So 2019, 2020, African-Americans, you know, are going through so many different branches of just disrespect, I'll call it. And the NAACP, even in Miami-Dade, has a lot going on. So I want to touch on some of the things that that the NAACP is a voice for. Because, you know, I think when people attack us, they think it's going to end with us. And I'm assuming, like, that situation with the firefighters, when they started drawing, you know, uh, racist... The sexually split explicit photos. On his wife's picture. And they also put a hangman's noose on the on the family photos and that sort of thing, and anybody, if you are of of, of African ancestry, mm-hmm. uh, no matter where you are from, if you're from the African di- from the diaspora, mm-hmm. uh, you know what that noose Hello? signifies. It's a symbol of terrorism uh, because so many black and brown people have been hung, particularly black people have been hung mm-hmm. uh, and castrated and that sort of thing. So you know the 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 case with the firefighters, uh, we were instrumental in getting the state attorney to levy charges against uh, four of the six firefighters. They initially did not press charges on those firefighters. We exactly. got involved. We got involved and we said, listen, this is this right here. There's clearly a crime committed. We encourage you to press those charges. They did. Uh, so that that was something that the NAACP did. Now, on the on the other note, still with this hangman's noose. So TSA just had a recent incident where mm-hmm. a TSA worker put a hangman's, hangman's noose around a gorilla. And so we wrote a letter to TSA. 
CSA. We we expressed our disdain with that for that. We explained to them what that meant, and it's basically a hate crime. You Hello? know, if you if you put a swastika on anything, people automatically hate know crime. it's a hate mm-hmm. crime. When you put a hangman hangman's noose on anything, they should also automatically know that don't. that's a hate crime. Well, that's why we're here to make mm-hmm. sure that we keep the pressure on to let people know that this is something that we will not sit down for. We will stand on this every step of the way. As a result of our letter going out, we have a meeting uh, with um, with TSA that's coming up mm-hmm. uh, and next week, mm-hmm. and then we're going to really talk to them about you know uh, assess the situation and say, listen, these are the, these are our recommendations, and we'll get back with you to let you know how that meeting turned. Oh, out. definitely. What airport did that happen at? That, that happened at Miami International Airport. And you know what I was going to say, like when um, basically when people do things like this, right. they think it's going to end with that one employee and it's going to stay within the the break room or the office right. and it's not going to spread. Right. But it's like when people become victims and they're not victims, you know, I call them victims because they're the ones who are being attacked. Right. But I'm sure they're not, you know, victims as far as being weak. Yeah, I don't want to use that. mean that they're weak, right. Exactly. So my whole thing is, is like the people who are doing those hate crimes against them think is going to end right there with John being, you know, attacked. And then he's not going to say nothing or tell the supervisor. Then it gets shuffled in paperwork. But because the NAACP speaks up, that's when, like, in the firefighter situation, it gets turned into a lot bigger and people get right. prosecuted, right? Right. Not only prosecuted, but jobs are lost and, and that sort of thing. So one of the things that we want to make sure that people understand, uh, in the TSA incident, uh, the supervisor on duty mm-hmm. uh, dismissed it as a prank. Mm-hmm. And so when we let them know the seriousness of these types of things, and when people understand that their jobs, their livelihood is on Hello. the line, that their that their uh, their freedom is on the line, then they'll think twice about what they do. I don't care what you think personally, but one of the things is when you work with me and in my work environment, you can't be disrespectful to my culture, who Hello. I am. So one of the things that we do is make sure we stand up for that and we fight for justice. And and, and, and for any injustice done mm-hmm. to anyone, it doesn't have to be a black person, we will fight for them. But especially for those who've suffered, whose, uh, whose heritage, they, where they suffered those racially insensitive injustice, people need to know that that's something that we don't stand for. And in this culture that we live in right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we have a uh, top administrator, the commander-in-chief, Who's, um... <laughs> who sends out these racial messages that are definitely sometimes ambiguous and sometimes very clear about where mm-hmm. he stands. When you when you wrap little kids up who are coming over to seek uh, with their family members who are coming to seek a better life, you wrap them up in foil, or you take away programs and, and you put them in detention centers. And you, and like you criminals. Se- right, like criminals, or you separate them from their family. I mean, that does severe mental harm. I don't know how I would live or how who I would be today if I was taken away from my mom at the age of two or three or my dad at the age of two or three. Those have long-term effects, long-term implications. And if you want to really know the truth about it, America is the land of immigrants. Everybody that everybody that came here wasn't from <laughs> came from someplace. You mm-hmm. understand? So we we need to be uh, more socially aware and socially conscious and understand that an injustice to a man is an injustice to all men. And that's why we need to really stand up and 
fight. And that's why we encourage everyone to really be a part of our effort at the Miami-Dade branch of the NAACP. Join the, join the Miami-Dade NAACP and fight for social justice. And, you know, the reason that the thing is, is that, too, with the president being so vocal about what the things that he tweets and says. And when you watch the news and you watch the tweets, there's no consequences to what he's saying. So now normal citizens feel like it's OK to do that. And there's so many things online about normal citizens in the street at a Walmart or in a gas station or wherever calling African-Americans the N-word and all the stereotypical derogatory names that used to be used before because they feel like, oh, nothing happened to the president. I can do the same thing. It's like he's leading that hate. Right. So there's no consequence for the president, but there are consequences for people. So we just had a couple of months ago, we've had uh, a mass shooting in in Ohio. We had one in Texas Mm -hmm. where in Walmart, this person came in and shot up a a bunch of folks who happened to be of Mexican ancestry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when they, they are emboldened, of course, like you were saying, by the messages that are being sent out there. We've had Charlottesville, uh, Mm. where not only black, but Jewish people and uh, folks who were sympathetic to uh, black folks who were uh, dealing with racial issues uh, were protesting about these types of things. And the guy ran over. We had uh, in Charlotte and in Charlotte and in Carolina, where a guy went into a church. You can't even be safe in your place of worship. Bible study. Yeah, this is something that's supposed to be off limits. So in 2019, we're still dealing with these issues. Mm -hmm. And so we definitely need a voice and we need a collective voice. And this is why it's so very important. I'm glad you're giving us this platform to talk about this. This is why it's so very important for us to join an organization, be a part so that we can fight for social justice, that we can fight for our our rights. And speaking of, you know, it being 2019 headed to 2020, we you have an NAACP Youth Council. Yes. What exactly is that and how can our young people get involved? So our youth council is a council where we get a bunch of youth together. We do a lot of good uh, social uh, programming, and we also do educational programming. So they have things like they uh, prepare them to go to college. Mm -hmm. Uh, They talk about the civil rights and issues that we dealt with over the years. We've had youth being involved. When they had the March for Our Lives, we sent our kids up to Washington, D.C. and to to protest. We sent them to um, to Tallahassee last year. uh, for to learn the legislative process. So what we want, what we're working for, the, the primary purpose is to empower these youth. Mm-hmm. We want to work towards getting them in a position to where they can be advocates for themselves, and learn and leaders, right, mm-hmm. and learn the process. Uh, we also have an AXO program, so kids with various skills in the arts and sciences and that sort of thing, they compete in, on a local level, and then they also compete on a national level for mm-hmm. AXO. So if you want to get involved with, um, with yes, the um, if parents want to the get their kids. Youth and... council, mm-hmm. or if you want any information about what's going on with the NAACP, or if you have to file a complaint, one of the numbers, you can dial one 877 2709. And the numbers, uh, if you were to call number so that you won't forget, is 1-877-NAACP-09. But the actual mm-hmm. number is 1-877-622-2709. Some of the other things that the NAACP, the Miami-Dade branch, um, is an advocate for was when it was time to vote last year. Right. Was it last year? I'm like, oh, I'm confused. <laughs> the, the election that happened that Every we Every were... year that it's time to vote, we do, whether it be a local <laughs> or, or a national election, one of the things that we do is we uh, we have a wonderful civil civic engagement mm-hmm. chairperson by the name of Paulette Bartlett, mm-hmm. and we go out and we register folks to vote. Uh, we register folks to vote 
to uh, so that they can exercise their right. We were also supportive of the Amendment 4. Yeah, that's and, what I was going to um, bring up. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we did was we made sure that after the Amendment 4 passed, mm-hmm. that those returning citizens can get registered. We were at Starbucks for almost three months registering folks who are returning citizens so that they can exercise their right to vote as well. And, you know, um, I interviewed a few months back um, Andrew Gillum, yes. and he was— informing me because at that point I thought you know amendment four passed yay go felons you guys are going to go register to vote and get to vote in the next election 2020 which is so important because we need every vote that we can possibly get but Andrew was telling us about how the legislature now in Tallahassee is trying to change things in the state of Florida that in order for them to register to vote they have to pay like everything that they owed or something like that so they don't really get to register to vote until all those, you know, the the monetary debt that they more than likely can't afford right. so, has to be paid off first. Even though they've done all their time, right. done the community service part right. of it, but the monetary part of it is what they're trying to throw in, right. not letting them. So, so mm-hmm. according to Desmond Mead, uh, that was always a part of the plan for Amendment 4. They wanted mm-hmm. people to pay their debt to society. Mm-hmm. So so for an example, if, if I if someone robbed you mm-hmm. and they stole uh, a thousand dollars worth of jewelry or something mm-hmm. like that they did their time mm-hmm. and, and they got a fine and a fee with their judgment so not only should they uh, do their time but they should also make you whole you out of a thousand dollars so mm-hmm. they want you I mean if you're truly trying to restore your yourself mm-hmm. you want to make sure that the person that you offended you you make them whole yeah. now in the case of the state of floor uh, in the case of circuit 11 which is Miami-Dade County mm-hmm. uh, the state attorney's office has uh, looked at the the language in the law. So we're different. So what happens here, there's a thing called a judgment mm-hmm. and then there's fines and fees. Okay. So in the, in the case of Circuit 11, the judgment does not include the fine and fees. Mm. In the language of the late legislators, mm-hmm. they're saying you have to complete your sentence by the judgment or what have you. So because the fines and fees are not included in, in our language in Circuit 11, that doesn't apply to us. So once oh, you've done your so time... so Miami-Dade is good? Yeah, Miami-Dade is a little bit different. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. But, but it's not the same for every county. That's and the so thing. the other thing is that FRRC, which Desmond Mead is over, mm-hmm. is uh, also raising funds to help folks who are in those counties where their fines and fees need to be paid, mm-hmm. uh, that they will assist them with that. So, oh, okay. so there's a lot of collaborative work that we do with different organizations. Mm-hmm. We're really working to fight uh, for the rights of people, making sure that people can be restored. Uh, we want to make sure that, you know, whoever it is, that the rights are violated. Uh, because, yes, after you've done your time and, and you paid your debt to society, you should be able to participate. Your rights should not be taken indefinitely after you paid your debt to society. So we agree with that. And the thing is, is that this is, the Amendment 4 was for nonviolent felons. So when you think of nonviolent, excuse me, felons, it's also like traffic violations that got accumulated and then they ended up going to jail as well, right? Like nonviolent? Well, generally, or... gen- generally, a traffic violation is not a felony uh, charge. Oh, okay. Generally, so unless you have something like a vehicle or homicide or something like oh, that. Okay. So when when you when you think about these felons that are coming, yeah, they didn't want to have uh, sex sexual offenders mm-hmm. or people who are convicted of murder, murder. Or that sort of thing. Those are the primary ones that they were uh, excluded from the amendment for okay, uh, type so it was of situation. For nonviolent. Yeah. So so folks who are you know just need to live their life on a daily basis. They need to take care of their families. They mm-hmm. need to uh, need to be able to have an income coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, so they can, even if they uh, were wayward earlier, they can come back and change their life. But they need to have that opportunity. And part of that is being able to vote for people who are going to represent your interests. And you can't do that if you don't have your rights restored. So I want to get into your um, your the Miami-Dade Branch Freedom Fund Soiree. Yes. So the Miami-Dade Branch Freedom Fund Soiree. What is the Freedom Fund? The Freedom Fund is our annual event, our major annual event, and mm-hmm. one of the one of the uh, premier black events that happens in Miami uh, every year. Okay. And this is our event where we raise funds for our operational expenses and like for sending our kids to we, like we did to D.C., sending the kids to uh, Tallahassee for the legislative training and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, or any of the community events that we put on. We need to pay money. Because everything costs money. Yeah, everything nothing costs, is free. Nothing not even is, for the NAACP. Not even for the NAACP. <laughs> now, we do get some things comped yeah. in uh, some of the cities uh, and local government really help out with that but for mm-hmm. in the case that there that that doesn't happen mm-hmm. we need to have funds available and this is for us to help get information out to folks so the we raised funds this year to major at, at our freedom fund event uh, to help um, you know cover those costs for those types of activities so the event is happening on Saturday September 21st yes and it's happening at the Charles F Dodge City Center which yes. is located at 601 city Center way in Pembroke Pines yes and there's a a cocktail reception starting at 6 p.m. Yes. And dinner program starts at 7 p.m. And so everyone can purchase tickets. Is it all ages or no? Is it adults? Like, what is the... Everyone is welcome. Everyone okay. is welcome. We're going to have a wonderful time there. We're honoring people like uh, Dr. Steve Gallen, who's okay. done excellent work, uh, yes. excellent work with education as mm-hmm. a school board member. Leroy Jones, who's been a very community, uh, uh, community-oriented activist in the community. He's done things with the mom and pop programs, you know, helping small businesses, that sort of thing. He's also one of the orchestrators of the Divine Nine that went on the hunger strike for uh, Mm -hmm. the violence, where we're also, uh, uh, Tom Joyner is going to be recognized. He's going to be there, so this is our chance to really, you know, if you want to say farewell as he's going on this farewell tour, if you can purchase your tickets and come on out, see Tom, and and tell him thanks for all of the work that he's done, because he's definitely a community advocate as well. Uh, We got a guy by the name of um, of uh, Ricky Ariola, mm-hmm. who's been a very good friend to the NAACP. Uh, he's a businessman. Is is um, his company is Inktel, and then we are honoring our very own uh, Daniela Pierre, who is going to receive the President's Award. Daniela Pierre wow. has been a very st- strong advocate for the NAACP. Uh, she's our Vice President, and she's also a communications person and the person over housing. So we have a very good lineup. Uh, it's going to be. You know, you're going to come and be wonderfully entertained. If you went last year, <laughs> I know that you saw how wonderful that event was. Mm-hmm. This year is just going to take it to a whole nother level. So we invite you all. things get better and better every yes, year. Yes, <laughs> yes, And so it starts at 6 p.m. The cocktail um, yes. reception starts at 6. And again, it's at Charles F. Dodge City Center, 601 City Center Way in Pembroke Pines. And if you are looking to purchase tickets, you can go to 2019 Freedom Fund Soiree. 
at Eventbrite. So just go to Eventbrite.com and look up 2019 Freedom Fund Soiree. Yeah, and, and the other thing. tickets there. Yes, mm-hmm. Cindy. And the other thing I want to say is that we're raffling off a seven-day cruise sponsored by Carnival. Uh, not raffling. We're auctioning off okay. a seven-day cruise by Carnival. So be prepared. Bring your, 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 your credit cards your or your crick. checkbook uh, because that seven-day cruise is worth about $5,000. Hello. So imagine if you can get it for a, a, a drastic reduction of that that, that seven thousand $5,000. And and did Carnival, like, donate that to Yes, the, they did. How, high five to Carnival then. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I'm sure it's one of the nice boats. Not yeah, the- <laughs> of course, of course. Seven-day cruise, you're on one of the nicest Hello. ships. Yes. That's awesome. I know you want a vacation, so it's a vacation for two. It's a wonderful time for you to come out with your spouse and, you know, bid on it, silent auction. And if you bid the right price, Mm -hmm. you can get it for a reduction of what it would cost. And you'll get your certificate that day. Awesome. And and are tickets on sale up until the day of or like when you're maxed to capacity, it, it, the Eventbrite closes out? Or how so, is this? Can they show you, up at the door? You know how we do. Let me tell you what <laughs> happened last year. Last oh, year, uh, we started off with a set number of tables. I won't uh-huh. even tell you. But we sold that set number of tables within two weeks. And so we had to expand. We expanded and then we had to expand again. <laughs> and so on the day of or the week of Y'all pushing the event, tables in there? No. On the day of or the week up, I'm getting calls from all of my friends who didn't purchase their tickets, who mm-hmm. thought that they could purchase their tickets later, and I couldn't help them. I mean, we were at capacity. And so, I, you know, same thing's happening now. Tickets are going fast. Mm-hmm. So, definitely, if you if you, if you you want to go, if you want to see this event, if you want to say farewell to Tom, if you want to recognize some of these local leaders that we talked about in terms of Steve Gallen, Leroy Jones, uh, Daniela Pierre, Ricky Ariola, come on out. Get your tickets now while you still have an opportunity to get Hello. those tickets and and participate in this wonderful activity where we uh, honor these folks who've, who've done so much and also learn a little bit more about the NAACP as well. You know what's going to happen. People are going to wait till the last minute, the day of, and be like, just hold on. I went to high school with Steve Gallen. Right, right. <laughs> He'll remember me. We had biology together or something. Right, and they're I'm, like, I know Ruben. He's going to get me in. <laughs> but unfortunately, Steve doesn't sell the tickets. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be up there at the door. To, to You're not answering your in. phone that day, right? It gets turned off like two yeah. days before, Yeah, right? the phone is off. The phone is off. Definitely. Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, I know like when things happen in the news or in our, you know, in our communities, the NAACP gets called up or you guys see things on the news and step in on your own. Right. Um, What are your thoughts for 2020? We're going into this year that is so important with this election coming up. Right. How do you think the NAACP is going to play a part? In, well, in this whole 2020. Well, we're going to continue to do what we've been doing all along, but mm-hmm. we're going to make sure that uh, our civic engagement is out there. So if you need to register to vote, that same number that I gave you guys, the one 877 call that number. Let folks that, uh, let us know that you need to register to vote. If you, if you have a returning citizen in your family that needs to register to vote, we need uh, we need to get them vote uh, registered to vote. So listen, what Amendment 4 did, 1.4 million people who were not registered wow. to vote now 
y'all have the right to vote if once they clear up everything that they have. Listen, that makes the difference. Andrew Gillum lost by less than 30,000 votes. Hello. So we're talking about 1.4 million people who can make, who could have made a difference in that election. And so why? what are we going to be doing? We're going to be doing voter education. We're going to be doing voter registration. And then we're going to get out to vote. We got this thing called get out to vote. So we're going to okay. be doing the get out to vote. Another thing that's very important and I didn't mention to you earlier is the mm-hmm. census. So the, oh, uh, yes. the 2020 census Should is, people be afraid of it? Like, do How about the people that are not legal citizens in the country? Do you think, because they're saying we need to count everybody because that right. helps the programs and such and such. Like, are the, are the census important to us? Does it impact our communities of what type of funding or like, how Most should definitely. we approach the census? Most definitely. We've, we've traditionally have been continuously undercounted. So mm-hmm. who's undercounted? Um, uh, youth under the age of two years or under the age of five are undercounted. Mm-hmm. Uh, immigrants who are uh, coming in are undercounted. So these programs that you see, these uh, these government programs, social programs that are here are uh, financed by our count. So if we if we don't have an appropriate count, Title One dollars are going to be substantially reduced. Mm. Uh, so you know programs like the the free lunch programs at the schools, uh, these programs where you have that the Children's Trust put dollars in or that sort of thing. Any of these any of these community entities that they are we are all impacted by that. So there's a law in the books that says that they cannot. Uh, really uh, arrest folks for or, or, or get folks who are not legal or that sort of thing through, or find the, out, census. through the census. Mm-hmm. They can't take that information for uh, X number of years. I can't remember what the number of years, but it's a substantially long period of time. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we're going to do, one of the things that we're working on along with other groups uh, uh, that, uh, that are in the black community, uh, we're working to make sure that we can reach those hard-to-reach people who may not trust local government, mm-hmm. but they trust Trust the NAACP, and yes. we'll make sure that we get their their census uh, information counted, so that we can make sure that everyone is counted for the 2020 census. So I want all of you um, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook follow on Facebook Miami Dade NAACP. On Instagram, it's Miami underscore Dade underscore NAACP, and and on Twitter, it's Miami NAACP. Follow so you can follow their movements. Again, their number is one. 1- 877-NAACP09, which turns into 877-622-2709. And make sure you get your tickets right now. The um, Miami-Dade Branch Freedom Fund Soiree is happening September 21st on that Saturday. Starts at 6 p.m. Go to eventbrite.com and search for 2019 Freedom Fund Soiree. Ruben, I want to thank you for everything that you do in the community and take a lot of pictures at the soiree. (laughs) Well, you invited. I expect you to be there. All right. And not only follow us, but like us on all of those social media as well. All right. I want to thank you, your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters, 99 Jams.